Hey everyone, this is Mike from the Batman Tasticast. On behalf of Jordan and myself, we are sad to report that Henry Silva, the voice of Bane on Batman the Animated Series, has passed away at 95. We want to extend our condolences to the to his family as well as the greater Batman community as being such an important part of the animated series, voicing a character who was uh, very important to Batman in, in the 1990s and has been a fan favorite for many years. So um, we're sorry to hear of the passing of Henry Silva, but his legacy will live on in Batman the Animated Series. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. Sitting across from me, I have someone whom I'm never afraid of, Mike Staub. And sitting across from me, I have the King of Halloween himself, Mr. Jordan Hugh. Oh, thank you. It's so wild. This is kind of a, a de facto Halloween episode for yeah. Batman the Animated Series, though there's nothing overt in the episode that says it is Halloween. No. But the reason why we think this, of course, is we are dealing with one of my favorite Batman villains, the Scarecrow. Oh, the Scarecrow is so good, and it's such a unique villain for the series, um, this is the third episode in the production order, and it's the first villain that we get with Batman that... In Christmas with the Joker, the Joker messes with Batman's head a little bit, but the Scarecrow and his abilities yeah. really push Batman's psyche to the limits, which is great to see. Yes, this is a great episode. This is a much better episode than Christmas with the yes. Joker, first of all. Um, this is more in keeping with, I think, the aesthetic and the emotional feeling of the show established in On Leather Wings. Yes. So this would have made more sense to me as a second episode. But listen, everyone has their reasons for doing things. Um, if you're new to the podcast, uh, we do go in uh, production order, yep. not in broadcast order. So this uh, episode was produced third. Yes. Um, so we're going to be speaking about it thus. Um, Scarecrow's a great villain for Batman in the comics because he really hones in on one particular aspect of Batman's character, which is Batman uses fear to fight crime, yep. whereas you, you know, Scarecrow uses fear to, to terrorize and to manipulate to cause, famously, fear and confusion. That's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah. And now in this episode, which is a very dark and kind of deep-minded episode, uh, Batman, more than dealing with the Scarecrow, is dealing with um, uh, associations uh, about sort of having some guilt over how he feels about his father, his yeah. father who, of course, was was murdered. Yes. Um, so this episode is very much a ghost of Bruce Wayne's past, specifically the ghost of Thomas Wayne. Yeah, and um, I think Scarecrow is a fantastic villain. Yeah, he's I great. think we see yeah. the basis of what he is here. Um, it's a decent introduction to the character. Um, obviously, we would all go to go on to see Scarecrow used very effectively in Batman Begins. He is a character that is, you know, Batman's rogue gal rogues gallery has a lot of interesting characters, and Scarecrow, while he doesn't have any natural abilities himself. His fear toxin is one of the most interesting things in Batman. 
I yeah. think. It's one of my favorite weapons. It's one of my favorite gimmicks. And I think Scarecrow embraces that fear. He takes what Batman does with fear and takes it to the nth degree. But yes. how would you say this fares in terms of Scarecrow episodes? So, uh, believe it or not, I don't mean to be unkind to this episode. I actually think this is the worst Scarecrow episode. Yeah. But it's still really good. Yeah. Which is actually great to talk about because I think you know listeners should look forward to the other Scarecrow episodes because for sure this is like the low point starting for the Scarecrow but even this episode's really quite good yeah for uh, yeah. an episode of Batman the Animated Series just not, not just a Scarecrow episode it's a really good episode yeah um, I'm I'm thinking immediately of the first Scarecrow comic book that I really enjoyed and really thought something of this character was the Batman Year One 1995 Annual. Yeah. This was the cover. It's Batman as a scarecrow in a cornfield. It's a pretty, pretty famous uh, comic, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really the first time we get Jonathan Crane's past and why he is the way he is. And it's, it's more of like a scarecrow origin story. And while you only see glimpses of that in this episode, it does absolutely awaken that kind of a story where it is this idea that... Yeah, Scarecrow is a villain that deals in fear, but the worst thing he can do to you is to make you contemplate your past. Yes, and obviously we see that a lot with Batman in this episode. Yeah, Um, really enjoyed this. I also want to mention that um, for folks that have maybe seen the whole series and are kind of looking at this episode and being like, why does Scarecrow look like that? Yeah. This was a, a, Scarecrow is the most changed character through the series in terms of his visual appearance. Um, in this episode, he has kind of like the, what I think of as like, is like the sock head. Yeah, 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 the yeah. sock head scarecrow. So he's the least scary in this episode, appearance-wise. Even though it's still a very expressive mask, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's still fun to look at. He has a totally bizarre uh, physicality um, where he, he doesn't even look quite human. Yeah. Um, the next time we see him, uh, his mask is just terrifying. Yep. Uh, the next time. So yep. I'll spend some time on that when we see him next time. But he has like a totally gruesome mask the next time then of course in later iterations of the character they will do some other stuff as well but i have to say you have some characters like freeze or joker whose appearance is relatively consistent throughout the entire series scarecrow his appearance basically almost kind of changes each time you see him and and the newer incarnations are always scarier because the the very next mask we have for this character is terrifying yeah that's the one with like the teeth and the long hair and like it's misshapen and it looks kind of monstrous it's it's really bizarre it's very Um, this is the most normal looking scarecrow of all the scarecrows and it also looks like nobody's head is that shape Right, it doesn't seem like there's a skull in there. No, right? no, no. It's he's, it's pretty bizarre. It's it's bizarre. It's and weird. his head shape changes when he's unmasked. Yes, which and it's like almost sort of oversized. So it's just really very it's peculiar. Very very weird. Um, yeah. But um, no, uh, Mike. I, any initial thoughts on the episode? Not just on the scarecrow, just this episode in general. I love it. I think it's you great. do love this episode. I, did, I yeah. do loved it. I loved this episode watching it. You know, I'm probably going to say that a lot about episodes. Uh, I just think it's a great introduction to the character. Like like you, it's not the. It's nowhere near the best scarecrow episode, but it really does give us um, that nice uh, kind of look into Batman uh, and more importantly Bruce Wayne and what Bruce Wayne is afraid of, which. What scares the Batman is such a great question. That's really well said. Um, I agree, initial thoughts. It's not my favorite Scarecrow episode, but it's a really good episode. It's also a really important Batman episode for two reasons I can think of right off the bat. One, it really establishes Batman and how he feels about his deceased parents Mm -hmm. and how he feels like guilt that he's not living up to their legacy. Yeah. Um, and we have this idea that like he's so haunted by their memory. It's not just that they're dead. It's not just the grief. No. It's it's living up to that yeah. and hoping that his life 
as Batman is honoring their memory. Um, mm-hmm. So that, you know, and the ghost of Thomas Wayne is so prevalent in this episode. The other piece is that this is the episode where he utters the line, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. That audio comes from this episode. From this episode. And the way it's delivered is also... Awesome. It's an awesome It's an awesome delivery. It is the most iconic line that Kevin Conroy has in the series. Yeah. But at the same time, it's delivered at a moment of weakness for yes. Batman. This is not a moment of strength for Batman. It's no, it's what like Batman, a mantra. Yeah, it's what he kind of says to kind of psych himself up. Yeah. Because we see a Bruce Wayne and a Batman in this episode, which we will get to as we go through the scene-by-scene uh, analysis. We see a broken Bruce Wayne. Yes. Very much so. Um, cool. I'm sure we'll dive off into a couple of other topics yeah. as we go through, but I think we're going to get right into this episode because there is it. a lot to talk about in these subsequent 16 scenes. Uh, Mike and I noted in our last episode, Christmas with the Joker, that, um, you know, uh, Deanie and Tim, they're kind of limited to scene length because yeah. these are, of course, 22-minute episodes. Each episode seems to have about 16 scenes in it, which yeah. can range from a couple seconds to a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, but these are pretty packed. This yeah. episode is, is very full. Very much. Um all right, so this is uh, Batman the Animated Series, Season 1, Episode 3, Nothing to Fear. Of course, we open with our awesome theme song. And our title card for this episode, um, again, we have a noir or horror-esque uh, title card. It reminded me of the On Leather Wings title card, but this one was even more like overtly horror yes. because we're dealing with the Scarecrow, of course. We have a, frankly, terrifying image of a Scarecrow. Um, in kind of like a smoky, gauzy field of like this brown auburn color, which is going to be used a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a burnt sienna color, yep. if yep. you will. Um, we get this intense, suspenseful music that is very uneasy making, mm-hmm. and it underscores a lot of the episode. Um, we have our writers in this episode, Henry T. Gilroy, who actually does a lot of uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, yeah. big writer on that show. And then Sean Catherine Derrick is our other writer. This episode is directed by Boyd Kirkland. Okay, we have our opening shot in this episode, so intentional. It is a gargoyle, which um, is a a symbol in itself of fear, but fear used to protect. Yes. Right? And that, of course, is uh, associated with Batman himself. We can't even name all the times in the comics that Batman has stood with a gargoyle or between gargoyles and has been a gargoyle himself. It seems like that just is like the solo Dark City kind of character thing, is they're always next to a gargoyle, Batman being... The and one. that's that's sort of what he is. Yeah. Batman is a gargoyle. Yeah. He's this thing that comes alive at night to protect the city. Yes. That that is just yep. what he is. Yep. Um, we have this autumn colored orange sky. It's kind of the same reference color we had on the title card, and it gives this whole episode this sky color, this this Halloweenness to yeah, it. It's got more uh, than which Halloween is a really vibe. great flavor. Apple, as it were. I think yeah. it's like an apple pumpkin flavor. Yes, there you go. Very much. It's caramel um, apple. We get a pan over to a helicopter, and we see Scarecrow's hand. Just his hand, which was really interesting to me. So it's like, what the fuck is up with that hand? Um, and one of his goons are with him. Un- unfortunately, Scarecrow just has standard 1930s goons. Yes. He does not have uh, specific villain goons. However, because of that, it is pretty funny in the episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are at Gotham Towers is our first real location, which I'm not sure. It could be a hotel. I don't really know. Um, there is a Save the University charity book signing. And the university we're referring to, of course, is Gotham, Gotham. University. Um, we have some extras in the scene and they seem kind of obnoxious. They're these like hoity academic types and they're talking about like what a tragedy has been happening to the university. We get allusions to robberies, vandalism, uh, where will it end? Uh, we don't really know what's going on, but clearly the university's in trouble. 
Uh, we finally get a proper introduction to Summer Gleason in like a much more typical first appearance yes. way. This kind of should have preceded the mm-hmm. Christmas with the Joker episode because it was odd. Because in Christmas with the Joker, they kind of introduced Summer like we already know who she yes. is. This episode actually gives us who she is. There's a very formal introduction like, oh, she's with the Gotham Insider. And she's trying to interview this complete douchebag, Dr. Long. What a jerk. Uh, what a jerk. Um, who seems like he's probably the university president. And just over it. Right. Um, and he has very little patience for her and even less with Bruce Wayne, whose father he says he attended school with. Right. So we have a good setup here where it's like, okay, Bruce Wayne has every reason to be in this room. He's a donor. Right. We have this guy, Dr. Long. We have something going on at the university. And we have Summer Gleason. We briefly cut away to the copter where we get a slightly better glimpse of the Scarecrow. They're doing a really good job of not revealing him the full way yet because he's a total freak like you show. don't show the monster at the beginning of the horror movie. Exactly. And we see more of his thug. And yeah, weirdly, you're totally right, Mike. It's, we're, we're not really showing him yet because we don't want to see the monster. Yes. Um, back in the uh, elevator at Gotham Towers, and take a look at this architecture. Really cool. Yeah, very but cool. I, I'm, I'm often reminded just the design on this show in terms of like what these buildings look like is so good. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's second to none, yeah. Um, Dr. Long is giving Bruce the sort of usual business about what a disappointment he is. We actually got way more used to this because of the Chris Nolan films. Yes. Where like other people in Bruce's life are just like, your dad was like the best person I ever knew. The apple has fallen very far from the tree. I'm thinking of that guy exactly. (laughs) Where it's like, everyone in Bruce's life is just like, your dad was the best person I knew and you suck ass. Like you're just a terrible person. But what's funny is that he's really not that bad, Bruce. It's like, but Wayne, Wayne Enterprises is more profitable than it's ever been. Right, it's, and it seems like he's still doing like fundraisers and stuff like that, but I guess he's not like the city savior that his father was. But as we, the viewer, know, he's actually even more of a city savior, but yes. we'll get into that. Um, so Long has this quote. He basically says, Now all Wayne stands for is a self-centered, jet-setting playboy. It's lucky your father didn't live to see what you've done to his good name, which is some stone-cold fucking horrible that shit to say rough, to someone. dude. If I was Bruce Wayne, I'd be like, I'm no longer funding your yeah, university. Yeah, I'm taking your money. I'm taking my money back. Right. That's basically the worst thing you could say yeah. to a person. Also, um, like, everyone knows that Bruce Wayne's parents were gunned down in an right. alley. Yeah, Dr. Long is like, a complete asshole. What a what an awful, right. awful human yeah. being Dr. Long is. Right. Later like, in the episode, I'm kind of just like, I kind of agree with Jonathan Crane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Dr. Maybe Long Dr. deserves Long it. Dr. Long is bad. Um, we're clearly not supposed to like Dr. Long. Still, um, Jonathan Crane does not want to turn himself into a bat, so still not the best motivation on the still show. Still not the best motivation. But, but still Would have good. been better if he wanted to be a bat. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Dr. Long goes on to say, you know, your father would have died of shame. What an awful, awful thing yeah. to say to someone. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Uh, Summer makes some excuses for Dr. Long because she can see that Bruce is hurt um, or, yeah. or maybe thinks that he will be hurt. Actually, he puts on a very brave face yeah. for Summer, but the second she's out of the elevator, his face falls. Yeah, he like, has you like can, a moment. You can tell he's upset. And then we only stay there for a moment because then he sees what's going on with the copter outside. Yeah. The helicopter flies up to the roof of a nearby bank. This was a little confusing. The The... The copter is not robbing Gotham Towers. It's a bank that is nearby. Yeah. Uh, the copter drops a ladder, and then there's an explosion which rocks this guard who's <laughs> nice little include here. He's reading a Tiny Toons Adventures yes, comic. Yes, I love that. Very really, funny. Really, really nice not, uh, tip of the cap. Yes, very good. Um, there's this intense music swell, and we see just the legs of like two standard Gotham goons that everyone has used so far. Yep. Just 30s gangsters, and then we see our one freak show. 
the Scarecrow, who's now fully revealed. Um, he's this gangly, emaciated thing. And yeah. if he is a person, uh, he's got like the weirdest dimensions I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't um, get it. He's like too thin, too knobby. You're like, is this a human character? Like, you don't really know. It is very Scooby-Doo villain. Yes. Like, kind of like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, so he's like, he looks more like a cornfield scarecrow come to life than he looks like a man in a scarecrow costume. Yes. So that, that is a choice. Um, <laughs> the guard, of course, presses a silent alarm, and then he attempts to face down the villains himself. That is a valuable security guard, man. Yeah, man. That's He loves his job. Yeah. Um, and he gets a face full of this fear gas as part of his trouble. And then he has our first hallucination of the episode. So this guy hallucinates that he is seeing a red spiders that we at first don't see. And then we do. Mm-hmm. And then we don't again. And this is really good because it establishes for us the relationship of how this fear gas is going to look on the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is that the person who's experiencing it sees it. And we might get a flash of it. But for the most part, it doesn't look like yeah. anything. It just actually looks like they're just kind of freaking out. Right. And this kind of reminded me of Shakespeare's Macbeth. Yes. Right. This was like, oh, you know, Macbeth sees the ghost of Banquo. Nobody else does. Yes. But Macbeth is sort of terrified. And once again, so bringing it back. Bringing it back to Shakespeare. It, right? brings, it brings it back to Shakespeare, for yeah. sure. Um, Scarecrow explains the effects to his goons in a voice that I can only describe as, what if Fraser Crane was a Batman villain? Because he has this very uh, professorial, uh, condescending voice, and it's kind of this sort of thing. And it weirdly doesn't match the character. No. Like, if you looked at that character and you asked someone, like, what do you imagine this guy sounds like? You'd be like, he sounds like a scary yeah. scarecrow. Like, he he would sound more like what Killian Murphy yeah. does. Yeah. But this guy's just like, nope, straight up Kelsey Grammer. I'm going mean Fraser. Yeah, he's mean. He's absolutely mean Fraser. He's a different crane. Um, It's pretty bizarre. Yes, of course, they, they make the, ca- the crane connection. Um, I think his insults are like perfectly villainous. Like he calls right. his goons cretins and simpletons, and it's just like he's like looking through a thesaurus while trying to insult his people. Right. And like my other thing is like Jonathan Crane, a scarecrow, is awful. He doesn't care about money. Why do these guys work for him? Like I have no it, idea. It's a bizarre thing. They really shouldn't be scarecrow no, goons. No. You'd, you'd want someone else, I think, for scarecrow exactly. goons, but that's okay. I think they were not. <sighs> The producers were not getting really advanced with like who works for who. Yeah, yet. yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. like, oh, we need some goons. Just get some '30s gangsters. Mm-hmm. But really, Crane should probably have like some escape inmates yeah, or other something. people dressed up as something. I don't know, something more scarecrow people. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. And then uh, here comes Batman. So uh, he swings onto the roof of the bank. Um. Obviously, Bruce had seen this happening. So now he's he's coming in as Batman, and he's get he sees another explosion. Um, and inside, the villains are looting the vault. And Scarecrow has an unusual plan. Normally, when you rob a bank vault, you try to take all the money. Yeah. But actually, what he says is, take what you can and then burn the rest. This isn't about money. It's about revenge. Which you got to think, if you're a thug, like, why are you, why why, are you why, doing why this? Why am I working for you? Why are you working for this guy? Um, he's, we get a great shot of a thug looking wistfully at the cash. And then Scarecrow douses the vault in <laughs> gasoline on a children's show. Yes. Uh, fully douses the vault in gasoline. Don't try this at home, kids. And then he grabs two of his, like, I guess, fear gas pellets while his thugs are getting beaten up by Batman. Yeah. Um, Scarecrow tosses the pellets. He fills the room with fear gas. And when our hero finally shows up, uh, Scarecrow's amused to see he's already wearing a gas mask. Um, just really smart cookie, Batman. Yeah, I guess yeah. he knows that I he's going to need a gas, gas mask, I, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he gas. I don't know. I thought he was, like, too prepared. I yeah. was like, how do you even know? This guy's a new villain. That is Batman. He is Batman. 
Maybe he thought he had to go underwater. Maybe. I don't know. He just, yeah, he fully came prepared to be gassed. So Scarecrow and Batman show down for the first time, and Scarecrow says, these are, these are great lines. He says, I am fear incarnate. I am the terror of Gotham. I am the Scarecrow. Great lines. And of course, um, they're going to be echoed later differently. Um, so they're going to be you know, sort of mirrored by Batman himself into those famous lines we were talking about uh, before. But like, <laughs> Scarecrow needs to calm down a little yeah, bit. It's like, dude, little... you're a new villain. You haven't really done anything yet. He's... I don't think you can tell Batman that you're fear incarnate he's yet. He's kind of like, he pontificates, man. Yes. Like, yeah. Like he's definitely that guy. He needs to have his big, his spotlight moment. Yeah, he's a ham. He really yeah, he is really a ham. he really is a ham, man. Um, all right. Uh, Scarecrow grabs a flare and a dark gun while Batman is tussling with one of the revived thugs, and then his gas mask is knocked away, unfortunately for him. So when Scarecrow hits him with a fear dart, the uh, fear effects immediately happen to him. Which should have no effect on the whether or not he's wearing a gas mask. Right, yeah, if you're getting shot with a dart. Yeah, he's getting injected with it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway. We gotta say, as prepared as Batman was, Scarecrow was more prepared. Exactly. I bet he might have a gas mask. Let me get my dart gun. (laughs) Uh, Pretty good, Dr. Crane. Uh, Dr. Crane, medicine woman. Um, As it turns out, um, the judgment of his father, uh, Thomas Wayne, um, this is where uh, it comes into effect. Dr. Long's words come back to haunt Bruce and Thomas Wayne appears in the flames as the gasoline ignites. Yeah. Um, ultimately, Batman is saved by a sprinkler system coming on. This actually really bothered me. Yeah. I was like, does, are we led to believe that Batman would have just burned alive if the sprinklers hadn't come on? I guess so. Because I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, really think about that scene for a second. Like, Scarecrow lights the gas. All the bad guys get away. Batman's freaking out, thinking he's seeing his, his father judging him in the fires of hell. Yeah. And Batman doesn't do anything to save himself. No, no. He does nothing. Actually, no. the sprinklers just come on. Yeah, and he gets lucky. He gets lucky. Also, I, I don't think sprinklers help with gasoline fire, but let's not look too much We're not going to get too yeah, into that. Right. They, yeah, you would probably need some sort of CO2 type. Right. For That's okay. Yeah. We're, again, let's not do that. Yes. Um, okay. So Batman is incoherently babbling about a scarecrow, but luckily his story is corroborated by a security guard when the police show up. Um, yes. Bullock shows up to harass Batman, and Gordon, of course, shows up to break up this confrontation. Still, 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 still do not have a formally established no. relationship as to what Batman's relationship is with the police. Yes. Other than it's contentious. And Gordon seems to like him, but we don't know why. Yeah, we don't this know why This is again yet. an episode with no bat signal. Nope, none. Right, okay. Um, Bullock jokingly calls Batman Zorro. I like that. It's good. It's also a callback to um, what we think was the film that Batman saw yes. with his parents the night they were killed. And of course, this is an episode filled with the ghost of Thomas Wayne. Yes. Uh, Again, when the police turn to find him, he's gone. Classic Batman. Scarecrow's hideout is our next scene. It's exactly what you think it would be. It's he's got a got a weird lab in a cornfield, man. man. That's just that's that's where he's going to be. Summer Gleason's on the news, talking about the thwarted bank robbery, and Scarecrow laments that he underestimated Batman, but um, he's very happy the university is finished. So I guess his capers are going well. Yeah, no, he's doing a good job. Um. And yeah, and we don't really get exactly what happened, but apparently they, meaning the people at the university, uh, tried to destroy him. Uh, he taught there as a professor of psychology, specializing in phobias. Oh, what a weird chain of events. And what a weird flash series of flashback okay. scenes. Yeah, this is the worst part of the episode. Yes. So while we're figuring out what happened to Crane, as he's explaining this, 
we get a very atypical for the series mm-hmm. uh, series of uh, flashback of, of Crane as a, a boy with snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and weird, then, dude. Yeah, we see him later, and he's older, and he's the university's chief professor on the effects of fear. And we see him, he's observing his victims in these cells. And then Dr. Long fires him at the end of the flashback. These are like... <laughs> Not great versions of what will come later in that comic book from 95 that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because the comics probably are looking at the animated series and being like, we could do a little bit better of a version of this. Yeah, I think so. And that's where we get that year one comic from. Um, And yeah, we get a really good transition of a goon reading a paper with the headline, University Museum Benefit Tonight. We've already established in On Leather Wings that um, newspaper headlines can take us from scene to scene instantly. It's like a little uh, shorthand teleportation. So we get the zoom in on the headline, University Museum Benefit Tonight, and then we kind of go there, right? Yeah. um, Just before we move on, I just want to say that um, Crane is the oddest looking human being I've ever (laughs) seen. Sure. Um, I'm just going to leave it out there. They made that dude look real weird. He does. And when his mask is off, his head is bigger. I think that's yeah, the biggest thing for it's me. It's also weird. It's it, He looks like Montana Max. It's strange. He does a little bit. Uh, somewhere between Montana Max and, like, I guess the old Disney, like, Ichabod yeah, crane. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of crane. A lot of crane going on. A lot of crane. They, they, they put a lot of crane in this episode. Yeah. A lot of crane. A lot of crane. A lot of crane. We actually... Oh, I apologize. We don't go to the museum benefit yet. We actually go to the Bat Cave. Yes. Is our next scene. Um, so we're at the Bat Computer, and there's a lingering shot of Bruce's parents in a picture frame. And Bruce himself looks terrible. He looks like he's been up all night solving a murder. Yeah. He's, like, shaking. Um, and while the computer's analyzing the fibers in Scarecrow's mask, um, you know, he, he's reaching for the photo, and he, hear, he hears his father's voice. And then Summer Gleason is on TV reporting the bank robbery and about the Scarecrow. Yeah. And... It's this amazing, like, nightmare on Elm Street-like thing where yeah. you the, the reality and the dream bleeds together. Because Bruce hallucinates she's emphasizing Batman's failure to apprehend the criminals in her report. And then there's this close-up on her face. Failed. 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 Very Elm Street. Very it. Very, yeah. Very, like, yeah. 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 Almost very, like there's very another like, force here. Right. Very horror movie, like, things are distorted. I wish the episode had actually gone further with that. That would be very cool. Um, Alfred clicks it off and he draws the parallel between the Scarecrow and uh, Batman. They both dress up in costumes to scare people. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is the core of the episode. Uh, Batman confesses he's having horrible visions of his father. And uh, we have like our first genuine Alfred moment in the yeah. series, which is still Clive yeah. Revel, by yes. the way. Um, first genuine Alfred moment. He tells Bruce that he's proud of him. Yeah. Which, and is, which is as good as Bruce can do. That's right. And this is after Bruce, like, voices his concern that he's shaming his his father's legacy. But yeah. Alfred reaffirms for him, like, look, I'm, oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of the man you've become. Yeah. Um, and then Alfred, with promises of chicken soup and a good night's sleep. That chicken soup heals the soul, man. That's right. Who could who could ask for anything more? No one. That's, that's like, how... That's how you... Uh, that's how you kind of come back from any sickness. <laughs> that's right. Chicken soup is magic. It is magic. It is magic. I actually would, if this were like, like in the same way that in Harry Potter, the chocolate is the cure for the Dementor. Yeah. Right. This is like chicken soup could cure fear toxin. Yeah. I want that established as uh, canon. Yes, yes. I it want that be. in the comic books. They should do that right away. Right. Um, 
now we go to the Gotham University benefit. We're you there. and I have been to a thousand of these bullshit affairs for our own oh, university boy, connections. Yeah, we have. Yes. Jeez. Um, Dr. Long presides over a money box. <laughs> of course. Um, which I've never seen at the university benefit, but it might as well be there. Yeah, it's pretty much what they're... They're not really, you know... Right. So in, in the cartoon, it's a literal money box. And then we have this uh, green fear gas pouring in. The fear gas had been red up to this point. Now I don't know green. if we're meant to like distinguish between and them. Maybe but. because it's a stronger toxin or something like Could that. Could be. Yeah, um, Scarecrow and his goons file in, and Scarecrow takes the money from Long, and Long says, over my dead body, and Scarecrow, great line, if you insist. <laughs> um, Scarecrow sprays him with the toxin, and then Long looks down, and this is a little intense for a yeah, kid's man. cartoon. He looks down, he sees his own skeletal hands. Yep. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty messed up for a kid's show, dude. Messed up for a kid's show. Crane laughs. Bring him his torture has just begun. Okay. So the other guests begin fucking tripping hard. Yeah, dude. As they, they got comes hit with in. they got hit with the DMT or whatever the heck. <laughs> right. This is like the super toxin. Yeah, they got real messed up. So I guess maybe the green stuff is just stronger than the red I would stuff. Imagine. I don't know. It's, it's nasty. And but then we get one of the best things that ever happens with the fear toxin. Right, which is that they specifically hallucinate that Batman's a giant bat. Yeah, it's great. Well, and instead of running from him, they attack him. There's a, there's a through line on our analysis of these shows. We're really big on giant bats. We love the giant bat. Love a big giant bat. Actually, I would have loved if they hallucinated specifically man bat. Yeah, Like yeah, with yeah. the jeans and yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Impossible jeans. Right, the denim pants that stretch. Um, all right, so yeah, they attack him. Literally a woman attacks Batman with her purse. Yep. Like, uh, because he's a giant bat. And that's what you do to bats. You hit them with your purse. Yeah, that's how you that's how you beat bats in real life. All right, and then we have the worst thing in the episode, which is that Scarecrow has a, a, a blimp. A blimp. Scarecrow just, just has a blimp. Got blimp. Where are these blimps coming from, I don't know. Dude? Everyone <laughs> in Gotham blimp. City has a blimp. Everyone's got a blimp. I think the excuse is that when they were imagining the aesthetics for the show, yeah. they were like, oh, blimps are a big thing. We're yeah. going to make blimps a big thing. Yeah. And then in this episode, we're immediately reminded why blimps are not a thing. No. <laughs> because they blow up and they're real bad. Always. Right. <laughs> like, the Hindenburg didn't happen. But <laughs> right. a million blimps will blow up in Gotham. Right. We get a pretty cool cinematic thing. Batman is dangling on a smoking fear gas line over the city. So this was the gas line that Scarecrow had hooked up to the Gotham Museum. A blimpful of fear toxin. Uh, right. So the benefit, right. And then uh, Batman's kind of like hanging from that thing. It's a great shot. A great shot. Once he, again, Batman being dragged through the sky th on something. Right. Which is, which is very reminiscent of the on leather yes. wing shot, even yes. though that shot was, was actually better. better. Um, so Batman climbs his way inside just as Scarecrow is doing a villain thing. He's celebrating like an early victory. Um, why, Mike? Why do the Scarecrow's goons have machine guns on a blimp? I don't know, man. Dude, I don't know, man. Just it's, it's bad. Like I don't know much about blimps, but I know you don't fire a machine. Nah, gun I don't think you one. should shoot a gun in a blimp. No, actually, the goon actually has a moment. I think I don't think I'm remem misremembering this. I think Scarecrow's like basically like looks at him like, "Go get Batman. Go take care of Batman." <laughs> I think the goon looks at his gun for a second like. Really? Like, we, I'm we, doing this now? Shoot a guy in a blimp? Yeah, but okay, yeah. So, of course, the bl blimp is punctured, and of course it crashes yep. into a building. Yep. And uh, Batman, and I believe the goon's name is Anthony, because Italian-American. Of course. <laughs> right, of Anthony course. <laughs> uh, gets spilled over the side. Of course, Batman saves Anthony, and he goes back for the others. And, of course, Batman's hallucinations return in this, the worst moment. And now he sees his father. This is a kids cartoon he sees yeah, his man. father as a big like skeletal specter almost yeah. like his father and the grim reaper are yeah. like the same, same thing 
Um, and then Batman gives himself the lines of the series, the Mike. Line, man. What's, what's the line? I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Yeah. Hoorah. 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 So that's, this is echoing the Scarecrow's words from earlier. And it's just, it's spoken as a mantra, like a, a mantra. mind over matter. Yep. I'm getting this. This is not this, real. Man. I'm fucking doing this. I I'm am Batman. Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Which is a comic book series now. Uh, that's right. Uh, so many blimps, so little time. time. They can't, what can you do? Yeah, we're not done with it yet. Nope, um, nope. We're back in the blimp. Scare- also, lots of broken windows. Lots of broken windows. The blimp is on fire. <laughs> Scarecrow's trying to put out the flames. The blimp crashes into more buildings. Um, a goon absorbs a fear dart aimed for Batman. He hallucinates prison walls. I wrote in the dossier for our show, he jumps to the ground. I actually rewatched the episode before I came here. He jumps to his death. Yes, yes. The goon jumps out and I believe dies. Yes. Um, I was reading online. People were like, no, no, he doesn't die. He, like, hits a tree. Good people listening at home. <laughs> you cannot jump 20 stories into a tree and, and live. You, he killed himself. Yes. Yes. That, the idea of uh, living, going back to prison was overwhelming. He killed himself. Yes. Yes. It's a dark show. Yeah. Um, For children. Yeah. So, like, when these people are falling off the blimp and, like, diving out, like, you're falling hundreds of feet. Yeah. You, you will die. There's yes. nothing you can land on that will save you. No. You are dead. No. Even if you landed in water, you'd probably break every bone in your body. Of course. Right. Um, so not good. Um, all right. So a wild escape. Scarecrow escapes in, <laughs> yep. oh boy, uh, like a gliding biplane that looks like it's built out of an erector set. Yeah, it's a real Wright Brothers job. Yeah. This is like, we really have to distinguish, like, there's Joker-level villains yeah. where, like, they have everything they want. They can turn the observatory into a cannon. And Scarecrow's like, I rented a blimp, and I'm escaping in a plane I made from paper. Pay, you think he has to repay the deposit on that blimp? I think I think he can't now. I he's gone. This is a uh, yeah. This this operation's in the red. Um, yeah. So uh, Batman saves the last goon from the finally crashing and exploding blimp after this thing has crashed into like every building in the city. So many uh, blimps. blimps are bad. Don't do blimps. Why are you flying blimps in a city? This is your brain on blimps. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Um, all right, so in the Batmobile now, we got a transition. The Bat computer has finished its analysis. Um, five laboratories make the substances found in the Scarecrow's mask. Um, we actually paused the screen to take a look at this. We had Axis Chemicals, yeah. Bio, Crane, Mercurity, and Star. Yeah. We will recognize all of those names from the comics. Just which DC was, Comics in it general. Was, yeah, yeah, it was just nice that they had those there, particularly Star Labs yep. is basically very, famous. Very cool. Axis Labs, of course, created the Joker. Um Crane, of course, is the one that Batman wants because he cross-references it with university employees and finds Crane, who is the professor of fear. Just Crane just sucks at being a supervillain. It's just really not good. Maybe he really jumped the gun when he called himself the Terror of Gotham. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I still think that might be Batman. Right, I agree. That's this episode, man. Yeah, this episode yeah, yeah. is Fear Daddies. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. who's your Fear Daddy? Yeah, yeah. And Scarecrow tries to be like, I'm the Fear Daddy, and Batman's <laughs> like... I am the fucking fear dad. Nah, it's right. not on my watch. Exactly. Batman is in the Batmobile. He's heading for the cornfields outside of town. Who'd have thunk that the Scarecrow's yeah. hideout would be in the cornfields outside town? Uh, back in the Scarecrow's hideout, we see the crashed plane. <laughs> this guy can't fly. He's no, crashed the no, blimps. He's, he's awful. He's crashed he's the plane. Awful. Scarecrow just, like, it's it's even in the movies, they make like, oh, Scarecrow is so terrifying, and then he just always gets taken out like a chump. Yeah, so this is really good. This is actually, this is the commonality with Scarecrow. It's like, we all like Scarecrow because he's scary, but actually in almost everything, Scarecrow is depicted as an incompetent. He's he's a chump. He's a chump. Yeah, he's a low-level villain ultimately, which I like is consistent in this episode. Yes, me too. Yeah. I feel the same way about Mad Hatter, which we'll talk about in later episodes too. Scarecrow unmasks, thinking that he's safe in his hideout, but 
fucking Batman turned on the fear gas tanks in here because he's using, listen, uh, giving a taste of his own medicine, right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, and now we get this image of a giant spectral bat that is tormenting Scarecrow. And then the actual Batman shows up to like reclaim his title as the master of fear. And then my favorite shot in the episode, we briefly see Batman as like the king of the gargoyles. And it's absolutely Chernabog. It's absolutely the Fantasia gargoyle from uh, Night on uh, Bald Mountain. Yep. From Fantasia, um, yeah. And that's that's absolutely the moment. And it's absolutely like Batman definitively being like, uh, actually, I'm the master yes. of fear. And you're yes. in my city. Yes. Back at police headquarters, Bullock still hating on Batman. He bets his badge that Scarecrow and Batman are in cahoots. And then Gordon just like points up and, <laughs> and points out that Scarecrow is actually presently hanging unconscious from the ceiling fan. <laughs> and then we have this really serious final very, shot very, very of uh yeah bleak bruce visiting the grave of his parents he leaves like the classic two roses mm-hmm. on the grave of his parents mm-hmm. and then he walks away as autumn leaves fall and then his shadow as he walks away is the shadow of batman great great image great um, image great closing shot i actually got to chill up my yeah, spine me too watching it and it does it is reminiscent of uh the 89 film where uh Batman, Bruce Wayne drops roses in the middle of the street. I feel like it's kind of that same vibe, and that's the thing that we know Batman is going to constantly do throughout the his story wherever he is. Right. Yeah. Um, so, what are your what are your closing thoughts on this episode? Just anything that you I think I think it's, on to? it's a good in- entrance. It's a good introduction to the Scarecrow. It was a fun episode to watch. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Like you said, it's probably the worst of the Scarecrow episodes. Scarecrow doesn't look quite right yet. Too many blimps. <laughs> but too, too many blimps. Ultimately, I had 100% a hundred percent too many. hundred percent too many blimps. Uh, ultimately, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a good time. I love how Scarecrow just kind of chews scenery, and he's ridiculous, and he kind of he's kind of bad at his job, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah, what I agree. You? I think um, I think it's a good episode. Yes. I do like it. I do think it's a good um, episode, and I think what I like most about it is um, it's the human drama of the episode. Yeah. It is yeah. Batman wrestling with his demons. Mm-hmm. And the fear toxin is really just the vehicle to get us there. Yeah. Um, but it is why I like Scarecrow so yeah. much. It's Listen, I do love the character, and I love Scarecrows, and I love Halloween. So there's all yes. that tied up yes, in that. I just I fucking love Halloween shit. I'm a Halloween guy. Yeah. Right? And Scarecrow stories are always part of that. And I so vividly remember like playing Arkham Knight, and that's like where you start yeah, is yeah, like yeah, an yeah. anti-Scarecrow mission. It's Halloween. Halloween. Just, that's my fucking jam. Yeah. Love it. Um. And I loved the Killian Murphy performance as well, even though he was not fully the Scarecrow I wanted. Anyway, back to this episode. I love Scarecrow because that device of what fear toxin does to people, especially mm-hmm. to Batman, is always great. And they really didn't disappoint in this no. episode. They did a nice job with it. They used it to tell a good story about what Batman fears yeah. most, which is that his life is... Um, he, he's not living a life in honor of his yeah. parents. Yeah. That he's not really doing the thing that he's supposed to be doing. And it's the first time we really see Batman vulnerable. Right. And we don't Much see that. more than in the first two we, episodes. We don't see that that frequently. So it's like, this is how you get to Batman. Sure. You, you, and it's not even the villain realizing. Right. Scarecrow doesn't know Batman is Bruce Wayne. Right. So it's Batman really against himself. And that's why he has to kind of psych himself up with his catchphrase. Um, and it's just really good. Yeah. Scarecrow is my favorite of these. We mentioned earlier in the episode that a lot of Batman's villains are kind of foils of different aspects of his personality. Scarecrow is the one that challenges him on fear. Yeah. And Batman using fear as a tactic to defeat and handle his enemies. Um, I think Scarecrow's is the most interesting to me. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Ultimately, Mad Hatter will have a better episode about this, but the way that Scarecrow is able to tap into uh, Batman's, like, what what he's most afraid of is just, it is fascinating, and it's really fascinating in this episode, and this is in a children's show. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, this goes to this. I, I was listening to an interview with uh, Henry Gilroy, who was the mm-hmm. writer for this episode, mm-hmm. and he said it was so important to Bruce Tim that when they submitted stories that they never pitched down yeah. to children yeah. that they always said no to the writers. They're like, writers, you tell a story that you would actually enjoy. Exactly. And then we'll do everything we can to get them past censors. Which is which is what they did, and they did a great job. And this is why this series has longevity. They took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's exactly right. That's why it's right. got legs. That's why it's got legs. Um, ranking in the series, uh, it's, it's good. Top half? Top half of the series. Yeah. Not the best Scarecrow episode, no. but getting there. Also, it has now trained us to be excited for Scarecrow episodes. Exactly. And that's probably its biggest impact. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. All right. So it looks like we're wrapping up this one. I really hope you come back and join us for our fourth episode. We'll be looking at The Last Laugh. Ooh. Last Laugh, which is already another Joker episode, even Back though we just Joker. had Joker in episode two. Love that Joker. So, Mike, you're going to be covering exclusively Joker yeah, episodes. It seems it like, like that's how it goes, man. Yeah, but I'm excited for that one. And um, I'm really glad that we got to talk about Scarecrow yes, and all too. this stuff this week. This Great. was a good one. Great episode. The last thing I want to mention just real quick is um, we introduced a new voice actor this episode. Um, Henry Pollock II plays the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a really good yeah. performance. Great performance. Um, I, I know it's a little buffoonish because it's a little yeah. academic, but it is sort of iconic to yeah. me. I always like think of his yes. voice. It's going to be used to better effect later yes. when he has a better mask. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, just to wrap up then, great episode. So listen, hey, thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast. For Mike Staub, I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat channel, same bat station. There you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Batman Tasticast. Jordan and I have had a great time recording these episodes so far, and we really appreciate all the feedback we've received from you out there on the internet. If you want to continue to support the show, please give it a like or a subscribe. Give us a review on the podcatcher of your choosing, because all of that stuff helps our show become that much more visible. And if you want us to talk about more Batman and Batman-related stuff, please just, if you can, just take a couple of minutes and do that. And we also want to thank the folks who have been writing to us and sending us cool information through email or through uh, social media. Uh, that's awesome. We love communicating with you out there and greatly appreciate all of the input. So thank you for listening to the Batman Tasticast, and we'll see you next time.